last weekend, if you're at all into social media or sports, all kinds of reporting. Things were going crazy. Toronto Blue Jays were about to sign the guy that many people have called the greatest baseball player in a long time. Maybe ever. Some people have said that. I don't know. Remains to be seen. Still pretty young. Uh, Shohei Otani is, there's no doubt, he's uh, uh, certainly in the conversation. He is a tremendous talent, a great offensive player, fantastic hitter, and a great pitcher when he's healthy. And these kinds of players do not come along. Guys who can hit and pitch at the same time, very few and far between. I mean, the comparison you hear most often with Otani is Babe Ruth. Okay, and you've, you've, you've probably heard of the babe, right? There's movies have been made about this guy. Um, so that's the comparable that we often hear about this. So understandably, baseball fans in Canada were all at Twitter, on Twitter, at the news that Otani was about to come north and sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. Then they were crushed to find out that, uh, no, no, he hadn't signed with the Blue Jays. In fact, he'd signed with the LA Dodgers for a ridiculous amount of money. Obscene. Really, it's a billion dollars Canadian, $700 million over 10 years. Ludicrous money. So did the Jays maybe dodge a bullet by missing out here? And if not, what lessons can they learn next time they're going after the giant fish in the free agent pond? Some things they could do. Uh, let's have a conversation with Ryan Clutterbuck now, who's an assistant professor in sport management at Brock University. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. I really do appreciate you being here today. Shay, thanks for having me on. No doubt. I mean, when we're, when we're talking about Otani, and we have to put this into context, he's a player unlike, well, any other in baseball, especially, you know, currently you look around, he is in a class all of his own, right? Yeah, and we're, we're seeing that with the latest contract, right? There really is no comparable, and so it's just a recognition of, of how special he is. And it's not just um, the situation with what he can do on the field, right? You take a look at this guy, and, and, you know, certain people transcend the sport. He's one of those guys. The global reach, you know, being from Japan with that massive following, like he brings something special when it comes to marketing potential off the field, too. Yes, not only for himself, but, but for the club as well. And so that's another reason why it's hard to, to draw comparisons because your average really great shortstop that signs with the Jays or, or any other club for that matter is not bringing those sponsors or those eyeballs to the club. Um, and so if you look at other contracts, it really is more to do with the on-field performance. But with Otani, it's, it's really a combination of things. Yeah, no question about it. So disappointment for sure, right? If you're in Toronto, if you're a member of the Toronto Blue Jays organization, disappointed. But are there some lessons to be learned here? First and foremost, let's talk about it. He's only playing for one team. So you're, you're not the loser here, right? I mean, the Dodgers are the winner, but there's, there's like 29, 30 other teams that are in the exact same boat as the Jays. Well, that's right, and it's really a perception thing, too. I mean, had we never heard that the Jays were as, you know, reportedly as close as they were, we wouldn't have had the same feelings, right? The Dodgers were sort of always the front runner, And so if the Jays had never entered into the conversation, had we not had the flight watches and everything that went <laughs> along with that, um, we might not be, you know, so heartbroken this week. It would have just been another, another free agent signing yeah. and in another place, right? But this had a, a, a different sort of quality to it. Yeah, hopes got up and then hopes got dashed. Um, explain to me the concept of, what did you call it? NAF? Uh, bat, Banta? Batna? What do you call it? The best alternative to a negotiated agreement. What are we talking about here? Wonderful. And so just trying to make sense of, of how it all, all came to be. Um, there's a series of negotiation principles that I leaned on to, to 
try to make the case that, you know, we maybe shouldn't have been as surprised as, as we all were. Um, and one of those is, as you said, the BATNA or the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. And essentially what that means is anytime you're negotiating, we all have a set of, of interests that we're trying to achieve, right? Or priorities. We want more money. We want time off, whatever it is. Um, and we don't often put ourselves in the shoes of our negotiating counterpart. And so from the Jay's perspective, you know, maybe there was the assumption or the anticipation that we've got all of this money, right? And there were reports about the NHL rights coming up in a couple of years. And so there was a real emphasis on we've got the most money to deal with. And the Shohei contract, whatever it was going to be, if it was 50, 60, 70, 100 million dollars, it was going to be a bargain relative to that number coming off the books for Rogers, right? And I think that led to a lot of excitement on the part of the fans. Um, but we didn't, we, the Toronto Blue Jays and Blue Jays fans, didn't necessarily anticipate how good Otani's other options were. And so that may have led to some of the disappointment was we were so caught up in our own narrative yeah. that it just made so much sense. Of course he was going to come, right? Who could compete with that? But we didn't necessarily think about the alternatives from his perspective to coming north of the border. And you know what? I mean, I, we're talking about dollar figures, Ryan, that n- none of us will ever have a comprehend. He doesn't comprehend what $700 million means. I mean, if you get to a point where the Jays, I mean, or the Dodgers are putting up $500 million, and they're not. I mean, let's say the, the Jays had outpaced them by $100 million over 10 years. At some point, it's like, you know what? It's enough money. I'm going to look at other things. It's not just money, right? I mean, at some point, you've got more money than you could ever spend in 10 lifetimes. So so other factors come into play, and maybe the Dodgers tip the scales there. I mean, Southern California, they're a perennial contender. All those things matter, too. They matter, too, and I think it's becoming clear that they matter so much more than the money that was agreed to, um, just based on the fact that so much of that compensation is going to be deferred until after the 10 years is up. Uh, suggests to me that it was always about competition, sustained excellence. Uh, This is a player who identified, you know, they want to win multiple championships over the next 10 years. And as a Toronto Blue Jays fan myself, I wish those interests had led him to the Blue Jays. Um, But obviously he and his, uh, his representation had other ideas. Um, What about the Jays and where they go from here. I mean, does it, and I'm wondering, because a guy from Edmonton for a long, long time, we had, I'll be honest with you, an inferiority complex. We, we, we just did, Ryan. There was a, you know, free agents would turn their nose up. I don't think the Jays are in that position, but does it, is there a blow to the ego that, oh, he chose LA? I mean, there's part of that too, right? Maybe, but I would say um, maybe this doesn't help with that particular piece. Um, you know, my assessment is I don't think the Jays were, were ever actually that close, just based on the fact that yeah. he couldn't satisfy his underlying interests, right? Some of that could have been location. Um, some of that could have been tied to the... The, um, the media market. The, I mean, all kinds of things, right? Yes. I'm thinking about the... Um, even the, the location of timing and what that means for the broadcasting that he's you know likely to see those you know revenue from those figures in the Japanese market right there are so many things that led to him going where he wanted to go uh, I would say first and foremost the competitive piece um, but also yeah there were so many things to the point where it's not clear to me that if the Jays had offered a billion dollars 
over 10 years, that that would have swayed him. Because what I see from the contract that he ultimately did sign, despite the fact that it's an astronomical number, it's really not about the money on the field, right? I see a player that's interested in maximizing his value in so many other ways in terms of sponsorship and off-the-field opportunities. Um, It's unclear to me if those would have been there for him with the Blue Jays. What does that mean for the Jays going forward, though? They've got, I mean, they do have some players. They've got some great players on that team. And uh, are they in a position now where, you know, the contract negotiation <laughs> position changes? You can't really plead poverty or say, yeah, we can't spend that kind of money if you're throwing this kind of money at Otani. I mean, what does it mean for them going forward in the future? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, even if if you want to take a different sort of perspective, you might say that, well, surely, yeah, the Jays wanted Otani and they made a good faith effort. But also, part of this negotiation is a communication to the players on the team who are coming up with their yeah. own major free agencies in the near future. And you think about this is arguably, this could be management's attempt to speak to those players and say, hey, we're the real deal. Like, we're not going to, if you're looking elsewhere for money, we've got money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that potential as well, um, trying to communicate that, you don't have to look elsewhere and you don't have to wait until the trade deadline when your contracts are, are due for renewal, right? Yeah, it does. It totally changes the dynamic going forward. And and I would assume all around the league, like we said, Otani's in a special class, um, but that's going to change the way that a lot of players approach things if that kind of money's being thrown around. I mean, it's $300 million more than the next largest contract. It's changed the game, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And the Blue Jays have, have made their case that they are going to be right there in future free agent competitions, uh, right there with the Dodgers and with the Giants and with the Yankees um, and all the rest. Right, They're trying to make that case. Yeah, exactly. Interesting stuff. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.